Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. Are you like me and procrastinate on holiday shopping? What's better than some tickets to a sporting event or a show at a discounted rate using GameTime? Plus, now GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what you do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app. Create an account, then under the billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make quick moves and score last-minute tickets. Welcome to another episode of Miles Moore Madness. I'm your host, CJ Moore, joined as always by Mr. Tim Miles. What's going on, Tim? Doing great here in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, home studio of Tim Miles Enterprises. We're ready to roll on Miles Moore Madness, baby. All right, all right. Have a good weekend. Yeah, I went up to see my dad in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we hung out, watched some basketball games, watched Utah State win, watched uh, uh, just a little bit of Villanova over Kansas, heck of a ball game there, and just hung out with my family. It was a lot of fun. Nice. I uh, I, I headed down to Wichita, caught, caught the Shockers beat VCU. Uh, pretty impressive win there. They go 3-0 and against Oklahoma State, Oklahoma VCU, pretty good stretch. Uh, I think the Shockers are are definitely back. How, how about this? After they lost um, seven of eight games last year, um, started the American one and six. So they're twenty four and five since then. Greg Marshall knows how to win basketball games. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good coach. So uh, got to call him up about that. Um, fun atmosphere. Coke Arena is always a good time. CJ, so, uh, but I want to get into that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know you got a. I think you failed on something there. You said you have a column up. Wouldn't that be an opportune time for you to say uh, subscribe to the Athletic? It's a uh, for Christmas. It's twenty percent <laughs> off. I mean, isn't that a natural for you to self promote your your work and and your? Uh, you know, I'm I'm just an adjunct employee. I am at the pleasure of really C.J. Moore doing this for nominal, you know, just crumbs. So wouldn't you want to pitch your subs there, your subscription uh, thing? I mean, I I think that uh, this is the this is beautiful because you just did it for me, and um, I mean it's probably better coming from you, right? Like people probably trust you than than they trust me when they know what my interests are. So uh, I, I appreciate the plug there. I I will tell you this: I believe I was the first subscriber to the Athletic. I think you're probably wrong, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you might have been the you might have been the first once you heard we were doing college basketball. I bet okay. I bet you were okay. one of the first there. True, because I helped Dana, Seth, you. Who else was it? Who were the first four? Sam Sam Vicini um, was in there. Yeah, um, Brian Hamilton. Yeah, Brian. Yep, we did a tweet, and I don't know what I did, but. I did some kind of yeehaw cartoonish thing uh, 
to help out. And, uh, and so I subscribed right away when I knew they were going college basketball. The Athletic has been around a lot longer than college basketball. But I tell everybody it's, it's really the New Age Sports Illustrated. It's where you get your best information and your best writing. And uh, with the way, uh, you know, newspapers and uh, larger magazines have, have, well, we all saw The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, how they gutted Life magazine. At least I watch it every year. Uh, we, we know that, that times are difficult uh, in print, uh, but the, the Athletic is a, is a very excellent magazine. It's great reading. It's very, and it's got good podcasts if we ever get to it. All right, Tim. We'll, we'll appreciate that. Uh, let's let's get into some some hoops. Uh, Nova, Kansas. What were your uh, your initial thoughts? I know you saw a little bit of it. Another number one goes down. Um, what what did you think of that game? Is that the fifth number one to go down? I believe so. I think so. I think that's right. And the most ever has been seven. Correct. It, by this time of year, or, or for a year? I believe overall. Really? That's crazy. I mean, they're gonna crush that the, the season's going to crush that if that's the case seven seems low to me i think it's seven different we need our teams. crack research staff maybe michael can get on that and uh and seven different teams that'd make a little more sense but maybe michael can get on that and by the end of the episode see if uh that's that's actually the case because um seven seems a little low to me but that that makes sense if it's it's if it's just the teams because obviously some of those teams are going to have probably multiple runs at number one you think you think it tops seven this year I don't know if we'll get seven different or eight. Well, I don't believe we'll get eight different teams. We might have some repeats mm-hmm. in there. I just don't know if, if unless the voters feel like there are no dominant teams and they want to see different teams ranked number one for various reasons. But, uh, you know, there's, what, three undefeated teams left uh, in college basketball right, right now? All right, so – we could walk through it real quick. You know, Gonzaga's probably going to get there at some point, right? Um, and then, you know, at some point probably lose. So that could be a – you said we're at, we've had five, right? So that would be six. And then who, who else could you see getting up to that? See, that, that's, that's where it gets tricky because then I think you just have the other teams that have been up there. Um, well, Ohio State – trading it. Ohio State has not been one. They've been, have they not been one yet? I've, oh yeah, they've been. Oh two. yeah, because they were gonna. They could have been one last week in Minnesota. Yeah, field. so Ohio State as well. So there, there's two right there. I think. I think those. I think Ohio State and Gonzaga might have a run at it. But that's not um, eight. That's other not, than that, like if well, that's that's not eight. If 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 like Baylor kept winning, um, got off to a hot start in the Big Twelve, maybe they could get climb up there. Um, I'm trying to think of another team that might be. Um, in that mix that, that that might be about it and unless you're uh unless you're san diego state aztecs keep keep winning staying undefeated maybe they can climb up there well they're good but i will tell you this that uh baylor's going to lose at texas tech and they're going to lose at kansas they're not going to get through january 7th or 11th uh with a one loss record right now they're at texas tech right, and no, at I mean, kansas. i'm just I'm just I'm just spitballing here. That Kansas probably lost. I, I I say they go in into Lubbock and win. But uh, all right, so let's. I, I got a few points I want to hit on uh, on on Kansas. Um, first of all, you know we had that discussion about three point defense and how Nova was a tough matchup. And um, you know like like I said, everything was was telling me, hey, Nova's probably going to win that game. And then I was dumb and picked Kansas because I suck at, at picking games, which we will get into later. But um, 
that that was a tough matchup for Kansas, but at the same time, they missed a lot of easy shots at the rim. Uh, Marcus Garrett, who's one of their best players, goes down with about five minutes left in the first half. KU basically has four guys, um, D- Devon Dotson, Yudoka Azabuke, um, Ochai Egbaji, and Marcus Garrett. Any of those four guys, like, they can't afford to lose those. any of those four, I think. Those are, those are their most infor- important four players. Um, and then playing two bigs, that, you know, be- because Marcus Garrett goes down, they had to play two bigs quite a bit, and um, – it was you just can't do that against Nova. It's just they they spread you out, um, they they drive you, then you get put into pad rotations. And when KU was like scrambling to get back to shooters, and then when even when Nova was missing, Nova didn't shoot it great. Um, you know KU wasn't in good offensive rebounding position. Nova would get some some offensive boards. So um, tough matchup for Kansas. I think you know you for for KU they don't they can't feel ter- Bill Self can't feel terrible about getting out of there with just a one point loss. Um, sure, sure, that's not the way you want to uh, start Christmas, but I, I think Kansas is going to be fine. Um, Nova's interesting. They they got a they've got some some good you know longish wings that that Jay Wright likes to get that can put it on the floor, can shoot it. Um, I think that team's going to keep getting better and better as the season goes on. I agree. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, the Kansas City product, did not have a great night, but Jermaine Samuels was good. Sadiq Bay is very good. Uh, Cole Swider uh, did a nice job too. You know, they shot 41 threes. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, all of this. And Kansas is one of these years where, you know, they cannot, uh, they are not letting teams, uh, they are letting teams shoot threes, although the teams aren't shooting well. In fact, Nova made 10 threes, but only shot 24% and still won. Uh, but I really do agree. Marcus Garrett, uh, you know, he is so valuable. Uh, he can switch screens. He can guard a variety of people. He can guard one through four without any problem. He's so athletic uh, mm-hmm. that that takes away a lot of their flexibility. But uh, it's a one-day thing. Those games are great to play. They're good. There were so many good college basketball games on Saturday, and this was one of them. Yeah, and I, I, I think Kansas is, you know, as long as Garrett gets back. and You know, he had a, I think it was left ankle injury last year. It was a high ankle sprain that he never really was the same after that. Like once he came back, you know, high ankle sprains um, linger longer. I, I'm not sure if this is a high or a low one. It looked more like a low one to me just by the way he fell. Um, but again, I'm no doctor. But if, if he comes back and, and it's fine, I think KU's going to be fine. It was also, you know, the, probably if you want a bright spot for Kansas, Christian Brown, who's a guy, a freshman who um, has kind of struggled to – um, find his confidence, you know, looked, looked a little tentative when he would get out there this year. He, he played really well um, when he got more minutes. And then Tristan and Aruna, another freshman that I think is really, you know, might be the most talented guy on KU's roster, uh, had, some, had some good minutes too. So um, that was imp- it's important to, to get those two guys going because KU's best teams, team this year, I think, is when they go small. And uh, like I said, when they went two bigs against Nova, Nova really took advantage. Um, so anyway, Good, good college basketball game. Um, I think both of those teams are, are going to be pretty good down the road. Um, I still think Kansas might be, you know, m- might be the best team in the country when when they're healthy. So we'll we'll see. But um, let's let's uh, let's go from there. And uh, Tim, we uh, we were going to do this. I think last week we were going to come up with three of our um, teams to watch that are they're mid majors, small majors. Um, going forward. So uh, you, re- you ready to get to your list, Tim? I am. You want to kick us off? 
Yeah, it will. Kick us off with your first. So first, first of all, not to insult any of our uh, fans that say oh, we're high major, mid major. You know, I kind of look at, you know, are you in the final four? Is your league in the final four on a regular basis? Are you, you know, this, that, and the other thing? So, you know, we might have some teams out here that, that uh, you know, don't fit our category 100%. If you feel that way, sorry. But my pick is from the Missouri Valley, and it's uh, Ben Jacobson and Northern Iowa. I believe they're very, very strong. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and CJ's claiming that I stole this pick from him. <laughs> And maybe I did, and I maybe I didn't. But I will tell you this. They're a team that defends rock solid defensively. They make threes. Uh, we know in the name of Ali Farouk Manesh that they've got this idea. They've got a culture, and they've got an experience in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they, they've been around it. They understand as a program culture. That staff has continuity. They've been around uh, forever. And, and uh, Kyle Green, his son now is their point guard, A.J. Green. Great point guard. Just a great point guard. But there's such continuity in that program. And that, to me, those things all bode well for a highly successful conference year. Uh, they've got, you know, their only loss is West Virginia right now. Their South Carolina win's going to get better. You know, right now it's not a great win in terms of the net ranking, but that net's going to improve. Look at South Carolina just beat Virginia yesterday. And so that, that win's going to get better. Colorado at Colorado, that win's going to really age well. The loss to West Virginia on a neutral floor, I, that's not that's going to be meaningless um, uh, because West Virginia's, you know, everybody looks at that, has such great respect for Bob Huggins. Uh, now they just need to go through, stay healthy, and take care of business and have an excellent conference year. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's going to be a one to, I, I don't, you know, it's certainly, well, they're all one bit legs, I guess, but, uh, certainly when you look at it, it's possible, uh, for, you know, Drake has played solid, uh, I, Loyola, Chicago is always tough. Uh, and then you've got, uh, Bradley, although they got upset yesterday has been good, but I really think you got to look at Northern Iowa as a team that can go through their league, win their league be in the NCAA tournament, and win in the NCAA tournament. They've done it before. Ben Jacobson knows how to do it. He's got a great staff. He's got good players that know exactly what they're doing, and uh, they're somebody to look out for. Tim, um, question before we, we move on from them. You know, Ben Jacobson's a guy that, like you said, has been there forever, um, has done a great job. You were in this situation at Colorado State where, um, you know, eventually you made the jump from that mid-major level to the high major when you get, went to Nebraska. Um, I'm sure Ben Jacobson's had opportunities to go to the high major level. What do you, what do you think about him sticking through, um, sticking there? And, um, you know, just what goes into that decision? Kind of obviously, you know, um, in, in your spot, like Nebraska was a good spot where you, you probably made a lot more money at Nebraska than you did at Colorado State. So uh, it makes sense. But for, for like Ben, why, why do you think he's he stayed there for so long? And um, just kind of what can, what can you say to that? Well, I, I believe that Ben feels, you know, very uh, comfortable there. And I think he knows that he can build a winner there. It's going to be a little more cyclical than it would be. And he has turned down Power 5 jobs. I know this for a fact, okay? And it's not from Ben. It's from, like, my agent and search firms and, and other guys. Mm -hmm. So when you look at Ben and what, what he wants in life, where he wants to raise his family, how comfortable everything is, it becomes a family decision. 
And so I commend him for staying and, and continuing, uh, that tradition, what Northern Iowa basketball has been established now for probably 15, 16 years. And they've been to several NCAA tournaments and done well. And again, the Ali Farouk Manesh on the cover of Sports Illustrated uh, is one of the greatest moments in, in college basketball history. So it's very cool stuff. And I have an awesome story about Ben Jacobson in high school, if you want it, because Ben is from Mayville, North Dakota, and I started my coaching Let's career go. in Mayville. Ben, All right, let's go. Let's hear it. Ben Jacobson's a sophomore in high school. He's playing in the quarterfinals of the state tournament. I'm a freshman in college at University of Mary in Bismarck. So a group of older guys from Glen Ullen, Minnesota, or Glen Ullen, North Dakota, are hosting a party. You know, college kids. Drink beers. Go watch the game. So there's like this 19-inch TV set. We're in this apartment complex on campus. It's on the second, it's like one of those Howard, um, Howard Johnson lodges where you open the door up to the outside and then, you know, you take three steps and, you know, you're, you look out and you're outside. So we're in this kind of lodge type of apartment and Glen Owen is ranked number uh, one. And I think Mayville Portland where Ben's playing is ranked number two. They go through this game and everybody's cheering. And I obviously just to be a contrarian, uh, start cheering for Mayville. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know Ben had a big mullet, shaggy hair, uh, and he was playing pretty good. Like I say, he was just a sophomore. So the state tournament in North Dakota in, in the 80s, this would have been 85 or 6, um, played on fan-shaped uh, backboards, not a square backboard, just the fan-shaped one. So the game's going back and forth, and these are the number one versus number two teams in the state. There was no rankings. It was just, you know, this was just the matchup. So it was the best game of the tournament. State B, you know, quarterfinals going on to be the champions probably out of this, out of this one game. So right at the end, Mayville Portland's down one. Ben Jacobson banks in about a 17-footer to win the game as time runs out. Mayville Portland wins. The party goes crazy. You know, I've got half the room cheering for Mayville Portland. All the Glen Island guys are angry and mad. So, you know, everybody's groaning and moaning. They're throwing stuff around. And, and sure enough, they interview the player of the game afterwards, and it's Ben Jacobson. And, uh, and they say, Ben, tell us about that last shot. And Ben, in his great nature, smiles and says, you know, I wasn't even trying to bank it in. So, so everybody, oh, groans, right? Guy from Glen Ellen grabs the 19-inch TV, walks out the front door, throws it off the second floor into the, into the plaza. <laughs> what? Trash. Everything everywhere. And I'm like, Ben Jacobson is my hero. And so I told him that story like 15 years later, and we laugh about it. And then every time he or I – because I was at North Dakota State for a while, and, and he, he was up there too. But every time we drive on the interstate, by, which is western North Dakota, by Glen Owen, we'd take a picture of the exit. And I'd say, Ben, don't stop here. <laughs> They'll kill you. <laughs> You're a wanted man. <laughs> so uh, um, amazing story. Wow. And then you connect dots. And, of course, he, got into, he was a very good college player at North Dakota, played for Rich Glass, very successful guy there. Of course, North Dakota, now Paul Sather. They've gone Division I, uh, just got their first Big Ten win. So they've been to the NCAA under Brian Jones and played, uh, I think it was 
Arizona very tough. So they've got a storied history. Now, they're not quite as good as the Bison, but uh, that old NDSU team where uh, some of us coach. But, but at the same time, Ben, uh, to, to think of that I was 19 years old watching this kid say, I wasn't even trying to bank it in, and the place went bananas, and to run into him now see his success – Good things happen to good people, man. He's not even trying to bank it in. Uh, probably didn't want Ali for Open to shoot the shot. But you know what? Good things happen to good people. So I'm I'm taking Northern Iowa for a lot of reasons, and it goes back <laughs> 30 years. Wow. Wow, that's that's insane. He he did one. Uh, I've, I've interviewed him about that uh, shot. He, he, he knew Ollie was going to take that shot because he said he always did. So uh, that, that he's, a, he's a really, really good coach. Um, I think, it, you know, they've had like the last – three years or so they haven't been as good as they had been but um it speaks to why he would he would stay there because I don't think there's been any panic from their administration they know they've got a really really good coach where when you're at a high major spot you know you you have three years where you're just kind of middle of the pack then you know in a program that had had success maybe the administration starts panicking a little bit and there has you know I doubt there's been any panic there so uh cool to see them back in it um you know the valley is always tough and uh the team that that makes it to the tournament out of the valley which i think it's going to be you and i is always a really really tough out so uh another league that has been which which gets me to my next team or my first team another league that's been really good um these past few years is the southern conference and uh i'm I'm gonna go with east tennessee state as my first mid-major to watch here um steve forbes another really 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 good coach um got the chance to kind of go behind the scenes with them when they were at kansas um so you know know this program pretty well um bo hodges is probably their best player he's, he's like a high major wing um really 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 good player uh they he brings steve brings his his leading scorer trey boyd off the bench and he's like your your prototypical microwave man um really really fun lefty who uh who you know likes likes to shoot the ball so uh that that's a team they they can defense is usually steve forbes you know his teams always defend um this year this team you know offensively is is up there one of the most efficient in the country so um I, i think that's a team that's really really dangerous just beat lsu um and then that southern conference they've got three teams in the top 100 at kempom unc greensboro uh, Furman also in the top 100, and then you also have Wa- Wofford's the uh, the fifth best team in that league according to Kempom, and they just beat North Carolina. So um, I-, I think East Tennessee State's one one to really really watch. Yeah, I did uh, Xavier versus Western Carolina, uh, where Mark Prosser's the coach, Skip's son, and uh, uh-huh. they make ten threes a game, and that's fourth in the league. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that crazy. Yeah. That, that- that league's that league's been really really good this last couple of years. Obviously, Wofford last year, um, but I mean East Tennessee State's been been good for a while. Um, that's that's one of those leagues that um, I, I think is would kind of surprise people how how good it is. Um, you know, ba- based on like you go maybe ten years ago, it wasn't this good, but but right now they they just got. I think it's a combination of having some some good coaches and and some programs that where they actually get some some decent fan support and it's a fun league no doubt the southern league uh, southern conference socon basketball has been really good for a long time and a lot of good bright young coaches in that league bringing it forward all right who's your next team timmy surprisingly enough and again mid-major plus whatever uh i'm uh, I'm, cheater i'm not going away (laughs) 
from from my guy Smitty, but I uh, Craig Smith of Utah State, but I am going to pick Brian Dutcher and San Diego State. They are elite defensively. They are making almost 40% of their three-pointers. And when you look put that length and that depth and all of those things together, uh, January 4th is a matchup, San Diego State at Utah State. That will be uh, circled on my calendar to watch. It will be a great, great basketball game. They just destroyed Utah, who beat uh, Kentucky. I mean, they beat them 80-52 to 52 the other night. It's amazing to me how well they're doing. And Brian Dutcher can coach defense. He was with Steve Fisher for a long time. Of course, his dad was Jim Dutcher, the head coach at Minnesota. Just looking at all of those things, you know, he, he's really got an excellent group going. And when you put that length and athleticism with that three-point shooting, uh, I think that's really, really tough to handle for opponents. All right. Well, you know, I think um, I'll, I'll give you that pick, but I will say, like, I, I think San Diego State's borderline a high major program. Okay, name name the last Mountain West team in the Final Four. That's that's fine. I mean, wins the last. I can name a bunch of high majors that, that haven't made a Final Four ever. So, <laughs> I, I I I I feel you there. Okay, the wait. League, no, no. You really you were good. you said but, individual schools. I'm talking about a league collectively, a league. So you can't uh, name the Big I, Ten or the SEC or any of the Power Six because they've all been there. But you know, when's the last time an A10? When's the last time a Mountain West? You know, we have to have a standard. Probably would it be would it be uh, Utah when were they when they were the Mountain West making it? Yeah, Tubby's. I think Tubby or I don't yeah, know. Would if, that be the Kentucky last one? beat them. Yeah, I think it was uh, Tubby beat them. Yeah, I think Stanford That'd was in that one too. One. So f- fair point, but f- but in terms of resources and uh, I mean before I, Gonzaga made the Final Four, were they not a high major? No, I don't believe that San Diego State has the budget that a Gonzaga has. I don't think it's even close. Okay, that's that's fair. You got a private school compared to a, a publicly funded school, and I've been in that league. Yeah. And the California budgets aren't great. None of the the public university that's, budgets are great. That's fair. That's fair. That's that's why that's why uh, I brought it up. I'm glad glad you can can fight back. You're ready to, to fight back there, but uh, definitely a high major. Sorry, low. Mid-major plus. You'd, you'd agree with that. One. I agree. And they play like a high major, and they're having a high major season, but. But they're my yeah. team. So go ahead. Who who you got second? All right, I got uh I got Liberty, undefeated, um, won at Vandy recently. Um, you know, don't have like a win that that really knock your socks off. Open the season with Radford, who's who's kind of got an interesting resume. Um, you know, some some decent wins, but um, you have to go back to to last year. You know, this is a team that returns a lot. Um, from last year where they beat Mississippi State in the tournament, I was actually there in in San Jose. For that game, um, really, really good defensively, balanced scoring. Um, you know, they've got like seven guys who average over six a game. Um, Richard McKay, McKay has been around for for a long time. Um, that that's a team that, that nobody is going to want to see uh, in the SA tournament, and, and you know, get a chance for a signature win this weekend. Um, they play at LSU, um, which will actually be a game that I think is on our docket to pick later on. So. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's a team that um, they've got some some interesting inside guys. Um, Caleb Holmesley's a, a really really good long wing. Um, I I think that's a team nobody's going to want to see in the SA tournament. Well, the one thing I think they'll do is I think they'll dominate the Atlantic Sun, and there's something to be said about 
uh, confidence of a team. And you think, uh, I remember Brad Stevens saying when he was in the Horizon League uh, about his team at Butler, I think we've forgotten how to lose. And there's a lot to be said about that. You know, a, a top-heavy league sometimes, you know, can work for you, especially later in the year, because you kind of get this irrational confidence that nobody can beat us. And it goes your way, and that's where the magic is. You know, if 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 they – just last point, if they if they beat LSU, I don't know that they lose – They're going undefeated. Yeah, I don't know that they even have a chance to lose again until, what, Lipscomb on the road – uh, you know, maybe North Florida. Which is the last the game of the season. Yeah, yeah. Lipscomb's the last game of the season at Lipscomb, yeah. Uh, and North – when do they get North – they get North Florida on January 23rd at North Florida. So, yeah, that, that's that's going to be one to watch. They could – they've got a chance if they beat LSU to go undefeated. That'll, that'll be that'll be kind of a fun storyline as the season goes on. Yeah, those are fun when you see, like, I remember Butler, Wichita, and those guys doing it. It's just fun to watch them. And, and, and it, it becomes its own national story in its own way that's separate from all the high major stuff. And it gives you a reason to pay attention to some other leagues you might not ordinarily do. Okay, last dark horse I've got. And, and, I, and I really toiled with this. You know, I, I looked at some of the Ivy League schools and considered uh, Steve Donahue at Penn. I think he's really good. Uh, Yale's been a very good team. Uh, hard to pick against Harvard. Just um, beat who? Yeah, Yale just beat uh, somebody this weekend. Who'd they just beat? Um, they beat a high major this weekend. Yeah, but but on I, the road. But I'm not I'm not gonna go with any uh, Ivy League schools. Uh, uh, Mike Martin at Brown has got a heck of a team. Uh, I'm 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 going away from the Ivy League, and I'm gonna say that Hofstra in Hempstead, New York. Joe Mahalik's team, who is one on the road at UCLA, one on the road at Fullerton. They've lost some games, too. Uh, you know, lost to St. Bonaventure on the road. But but they are a team that has won on, beat Princeton on the road by 15. They've got guards that can go. They're well coached. Uh, they've got a guy that's been around for a long time. Uh, Coach Mahalik, you know, I mean, he's been at Niagara where he built a winner. He, now he's done the same thing. He's been at Hofstra. I think this is his eighth year at Hofstra. And, and, you know, last year they were 27 and 8. And, and Michael, who's our man? Who's the best player ever out of Hofstra? Speedy Claxton. There it is. If we can get a Speedy Claxton ref into the show, I think that Hofstra deserves it. He's an assistant coach. There it is. And, and, and well-deserved because Hofstra is my dark horse. Going to win the Colonial. Uh, Colonial's got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of guys there. You know, I mean, a lot of good coaches. You look at Bill Cohen at Northeastern. Uh, you know, they're going to be good. Delaware's having a heck of a year. William and Mary is a uh, is played all right. Uh, love that, love that that league, that old Colonial right down the heart of America where we started. It's so historic. But uh, I, I think Hofstra is my. Uh, well, I know Hofstra is my third dark horse. <laughs> Nice, nice. They, uh, that's that's a good pick. I, the the Ivy is uh going to be fun this year. You know, you named off some some Ivy teams. Um, that's going to be a fun league this year because uh, Stan or sorry, not Stanford, but uh, Harvard as well up up there. Always good. So um, that's that's a good pick. I'm gonna uh, for my for my last team. I'm gonna go out west. I'm gonna pick a team that I know you really like as well. Um. You know, you went San Diego State earlier, which which 
is probably mid-major plus. I I would argue these guys might be mid-major plus too, and that's St. Mary's because anytime you can go recruit in Australia on a regular basis, like you got to have a little bit of dough in your program, right? But uh, Randy Bennett's got a really, really, really good basketball team. They just stomped Arizona State. I watched some of that game um, actually this morning. And uh, they're so fun to watch offensively. Jordan Ford is one of my favorite players in the country to watch. He is a magician in ball screens, can really, really shoot it. They spread the floor with shooters. They've got post-up guys. Um, They got Malik Fitz, who is a kind of playmaking, you know, your your playmaking four type um, that's a really, really tough matchup. They run just beautiful offense. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to have – those Gonzaga-St. Mary's games are always really, really fun. They're going to be awesome this year. BYU's pretty good this year too. Um, you know, San Francisco's not not bad. So there's going to be some fun games out in the, the WCC. It makes me wish that uh, I, I lived on the West Coast so I could, uh, you know, always stay awake and, and watch those games. But um, St. Mary's going to be a fun team this year. Well, I'm a night owl, so I'll watch them anyway. But – when you look at this, you know, <laughs> you don't I don't have to get up with a four year old. I, I, yeah, basketball in the West is, I think, is on an uptick this season for sure. You know, the Pac 12 is better. The Mountain West is better. The WCC's got three very legitimate teams that could go a long way uh, in BYU, St. Mary's, and of course, Gonzaga. And so uh, I agree with you on that one. I, I just, I have diversity in my life. You know, I'm not a homer like you are is just a big 12 champ and just sits there and, and uh, you know, waves the flag for the big 12. Uh, you know, I move around. I, I look at West, I look out East, I look in the South, you know, I, it's just, I mean, maybe it's just the nature of, of me as opposed to a homer like you that, you know, just sticks with the same old, same old, but, but I agree. St. Mary's really, really good basketball team. Well, I have a Midwest bias. Somebody's got to in the media, right? I, I agree. I agree. I, and I'm just wondering, how are we coming on our picks? Oh man! All right, we got to get to those, Tim. Tim, we we need some help. Like we should probably. I um. What are the you know what I've been doing for for my last two. Uh, all right, but before before we get to our to our records, because uh, you know, I can, I don't really even want to say them, but uh, you know, I do a picks column in the Athletic, um, about once a week, and uh, somebody mentioned to me that I probably just might as well flip a coin because I'm so bad at it. So I decided to, to actually flip a coin, and uh, I think I told you this last yeah. week. I went five and zero, or the the coin. Not, the nickel. I didn't go five. The and nickel. 0. The coin went five and zero the first time. The nickel. Then I lost the nickel. Flipped a quarter this weekend. It went three and two. I went two and three. So the coin is now eight and two against the spread. While over that stretch, I am four and six. So you know, on the podcast, we're, I'm doing a, just a, just a hair better because uh, against the spread. You ready for this? I am eight and nine. You are also eight and nine against the spread. Although you've been on a bit of a rebound after the first time we did this, because you went two and four the first week, so you've been outperforming me these last few weeks. Uh, and then p- just picking overall winners, we're both ten and ten, right at five hundred. So really, Tim, it's pathetic. Like we can't even. We're not even above five hundred picking picking winners. It's pathetic. What, what do you What do you have to say for for yourself for us? What's wrong with us? Well. I- it's sad. Uh, it's it's just sad. Vegas would love us because we would be just enough to keep betting, 
but probably lose, you know, just enough to lose uh-huh. where you don't lose too much. You think you can still do it. And, you know, and, and then pretty soon you probably exactly. put too much money on a couple games and lose those, of course. And I, I just, I, I'm a little embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed. I, in my own mind, the way I try and rationalize out my ego says, well, I'm not picking the games. CJ picks the games. I would pick the games. I know, but you know, these are, you know, and so I've got a little of that going in terms of self-defense insecurity. Uh, uh, but other than that, I just, I'm just a little bit embarrassed, but you know what? We're going to keep trying and we're going to knock it out this week. Let's get it done. In fact, I'm thinking about flipping a coin. He, I, I should, I need to, I got, think I got that quarter in my bag right next to me, but, uh, you know, in my defense for, for how I pick these games, I, I basically go to the fan match at Kim Palm and pick most of the games at the top of that. So I'm, I'm not like picking out teams that I know better than, than, than I know you would know. So is, is that fair? Fair point. Is my, is my formula f- fair here? All right. So let's, let's get to these games. Uh, we've got two on Saturday, four on Sunday. So the, the first Saturday CJ? game. Yeah. Yeah, really quick, before we get into what I'm sure are going to be excellent picks, I think you guys are really going to turn a corner this week. Just wanted to answer a couple of questions from earlier in the show. So first, uh, Yale beat Clemson this week, so a nice win for that. Ivy League school, Yale getting a a big win against a power conference team. And then I wanted to go all the way back to the beginning of this show uh, with the number one overall team in the country discussion. So the most times the number one team in the EA people has lost in one season is eight. That was back in 1993-94. There's been a number of seasons where there's been seven times. And these aren't different teams. They're just losses by the number one team in the AP rankings. The most different teams to be ranked number one in one season is seven. And we're already at six this year, so I think we're going to be breaking some records. That. I, I was close. I mean, I was I, there. There is there was in the rambling. There was some coherency. And Michael, thank you for fact checking that. I feel like we're on what's that Tony Kornheiser show where they fact check it at the end. Uh, <laughs> pardon the He's interruption. Yeah, pardon the interruption. But yeah. I, I like it. Yeah, doing my best, Tony Reale. You're doing great. All right, I mean, you know, before we get to these picks too, I I just want to say that um, you know Tim. There's there's a reason we've done poorly in 2019, and we're going to do better in 2020. You know why it is? Because I hate 2019. Yeah, 2019 sucks. Screw 2019. 2020 is going to be our year. So forgive us for these these picks because they're probably going to be bad. But once 2020 comes, look out because that's that's going to be the year of Miles Moore madness. All right. So the first game, Louisville at Kentucky. Uh, cards are a one-point favorite. Tim, you want to start this off, or you want me to t- take it? I mean, now that you're making a comeback, maybe you should take it first because I got no idea what to do with this game. I mean, can Kentucky possibly lose three in a row? I know that's that's what's tough. Like it, it feels like like they did a little better against Ohio State. It feels like they're they're finally in their at home. They they got to be so jazzed up for that one. I don't know. What what do you think? I'm taking Kentucky to win and cover. To win and cover. All right. <laughs> Screw it. I'll, I'll, I'll go. You know, I think both these teams have some some issues. As as much as I think um, the cards like have a chance to be pretty good this year, that, that guard play worries me. And, um, Kentucky does have some guys that can just go get it off the bounce. And when you have uh, you know a guard that point guards that are struggling, um, the the one thing Kentucky really can do is is defend. And um, you know their their defensive backcourt is uh, is pretty salty when you have Ashton Higgins on the ball. But, you know, I'm going to go – screw it. I'm going to go Louisville. I'm going to be different, and uh, I'll pick Louisville. 
Um, but you know, flip a coin on that one. The coin probably tells us what what happens there. All right, next up, Wisconsin at Tennessee. Tennessee five point favorite. I, I affectionately call this the Michael Beller pick. Uh, we put him in there because, uh, of course, we want Michael to feel good about everything that's going on. He's a Wisconsin graduate, from what he recalls. Uh, I think that's really important. The biggest news, of course, is Micah Potter is back. Uh, he had a solid game. Uh, you know, he had 12 points the other night, five rebounds, uh, but he did turn the ball over three times in Wisconsin's win over UW Milwaukee. But I think that helps them. So Wisconsin is going to be better. Uh, I just think, you know, I believe Tennessee wins, doesn't cover. Wins, doesn't cover. Hmm. That was that was going to be my play as well. I'll, I'll, I'll go with – you know what, though? I, Michael – I'm going to do this for, for Michael. And, I, you know, I, let's, let's be – I'm going to pick Wisconsin to win and obviously cover <laughs> on the road at Tennessee – Let's go Badgers. Don't blame me when the Badgers scored 48 points. <laughs> yeah, we didn't say anything about no, the – I'm just going crazy. Why not? We didn't say anything about the under yet, did we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pound the under on this one. You know, maybe that's what we need to be doing is, is picking things that we actually think might happen. But pound the under on this one. All right, Sunday, West Virginia at Ohio State. Ohio State, seven-point favorite. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and take this one first. Um, Big 12 homer, going to say West Virginia covers, but I also am, am a believer in Ohio, Ohio State, even though Buckeyes have come back to earth a little bit. Um, so I say West Virginia covers, Ohio State wins. I've got Ohio State winning both. All right, Ohio State winning and covering for Tim. Okay, next up, Kansas, five-point favorite on the road at Stanford. And uh, Jared Hass has himself a uh, ball game. I, I, you know, or ball team. Sorry, I remember where I was the first time um, I saw Stanford point, Stanford's point guard play, and uh, I am a uh, big fan of Mr. Tyrell Terry. I, I really, really that day I fell in love with his uh, his game, and I was sitting next to the first time I saw him play, sitting next to none other than. Coach Tim Miles. And, and, of course, we know that Tyrell Terry's father, Tyrone Terry, played for me at North Dakota State. I've got pictures of Tyrell and my daughter. They're the same age. Uh, and they were, they were playing together, uh, at, like when they were toddlers, after our games. And, uh, and if you can't recruit that guy, then you're not a very good recruiter if you can't lock that one up. But, uh, uh, no, Tyrell is a remarkable young man. Uh, when he got the opportunity, I think, to go to Stanford, he knew it could change his life because of his connections, and, and he's, he's very bright, and he is a great player, a great point guard. Uh, he's a hard guy to pick against, but Devin Dotson's pretty good too. You like how I set you up for that one? I, I, knew, I knew that story. I just set you that did. up on a tee for you right there. You did. That way I didn't have to bring it up be so self-serving. Uh, it helps. It helps. <laughs> um, uh, here's the deal. I don't believe – I've played at Stanford – uh, and I don't believe that the atmosphere there, I think it's negligible. So you really don't get that home court advantage like they just faced at Villanova. I don't like Kansas going from one coast to the other. That's a lot of time zones. Uh, but I'm, I'm thinking there's enough time in between uh, that Kansas is going to win and cover. All right. So, um, by the way, if you, Tyrell Terry, if you haven't had the chance to watch him, watch this game. Um, 
Jordan, him and Jordan Ford, two of my favorite point guards to watch, both out in California. Um, really, really, really fun players. I am going to say um, Kansas wins, but I'll say Stanford covers. I think it'll be a, a close game. And also, Marcus Garrett, I'd say he's probably – there's a chance he plays, but I would doubt it. So I think that's also influential here. And uh, Stanford's got a nice team. So uh, I'm going to say Kansas wins, Stanford covers. All right, next up, Arkansas at Indiana. Indiana, four-point favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Muscleman special. He's winning. He's covering. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. We're going to be identical here. I, um, that, that, that Arkansas team is, uh, is fun. They're really, really small, but, man, they fly and shoot some threes, and they're defending. Um, that's, a, that's a fun group. So, uh, ni- nice pick there. Ind- Indiana's not been great the last couple weeks, too. They, they, uh, they struggled with the Huskers. I think they just barely beat Nebraska when in, at Indiana, right? So, um, yeah, they, they're, they're maybe struggling a little bit. Arkansas is kind of an up-and-comer. So, uh, all right, Liberty at LSU. Let's finish it with that. Um, LSU, a four-point favorite. Yeah, I wanted to mention one other thing about Indiana that Rob Finnessy even struggled in their win against. They had a huge lead against Notre Dame, came, you know, 17 up in the second half and then had to come from behind and win. Uh and uh, Trey Jackson is a heck of a player for him. But Liberty, LSU, well, you pick it first. All right, I'll, I'll go first. Um, you know, well, let's 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 just stay crazy. I'm 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 just going. You know, I I've tried to to like talk myself into certain things and be logical, um, but I'm not going to be logical today. I'm I'm going to stick with the team that I picked in my mid-major um, selections. Liberty, it's going to be a storybook season. Going to go on the road at LSU, just like East Tennessee State did, and uh, get the win. So Liberty obviously covers and wins outright. Uh, Bold pick there. Uh, East Tennessee also went on the road to North Dakota State and did not win, just so you know. The Bison, Dave Richmond, and Jaden Olson, they pulled off that win, just so you know. Uh, I'm taking LSU all the way, win and cover. Cover. All right, so we've got enough different this week that there, somebody is gonna gonna go up on on the standings here. How, go ahead, how do you bet against Will Wade? The man gets players. <laughs> he 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 does get players. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, he sometimes he makes strong ass offers, and and they accept those strong ass offers. And how about the uh, his his strong ass offer being his? That's probably his best player this year, right? Uh, it, it's just fun. It's just fun to pick college basketball games. It's so fun. <laughs> Javante Smart, like he's he's uh, good. I mean, Skylar Mays, my my him and Skylar Mays, nice backcourt. Yeah, got a strong ass game. Um, Trenton Wa- Tr- got a strong ass game. Tr- Trenton Wofford, um, I, I I didn't love him in high school, but he's also a, a talent. They've got some talented dudes. Um, but man, they've, they've actually been kind of disappointing to me this year. Like anytime they've played anybody decent, they've, they've lost, lost to VCU, lost to Utah state, lost to East Tennessee state, just lost, uh, to USC. Um, you know, other than USC, like uh, those other three teams are probably tournament teams, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a believer in LSU this year. I think they've been a little, little disappointing. Yeah. But Joe Burrow just won the Heisman in his first trophy he ever won. Tim miles basketball gaps. 
No way. Yeah, you didn't know that one? No way. He he went to your basketball camp? So Jimmy Burrow was the uh, defensive coordinator for Craig Bull. They'd all just been released from Frank Solich's group uh, at different times uh, at Nebraska. Uh-huh. And uh, before Frank ended up at Ohio, Jimmy was up at North Dakota State. And the Fargo Forum, Jeff Kolpak, fine reporter, not such a good person, but a fine reporter. I'm joking. He's a friend of mine. Um, uh, he is ugly. But uh, uh, he, he interviewed Jimmy and said in the interview, like, uh, that who found Joe's talent first? Was it Dan Enos, who kept telling Jimmy, like, that kid's got a gun. He can, hey, he's good. Or was it Tim Miles where he got he won his first trophy? Which I think that trophy's probably been moved from the mantle. I think they had to make room for <laughs> like nine other trophies. I don't know. I mean, Tim Miles basketball camp. I mean, it's Heisman, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it is totally a nickel coin flip. Oh, so this was at Nebraska? No, 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 at North Dakota State. No, no. Oh, at North Dakota State. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. At North Dakota State. I've coached a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, so uh, so yeah i mean um he's such a he's such a young kid though you know obviously it was yeah before nebraska but man uh, yeah i'm an old dude don't time worry about flies it. so much that like yeah yeah I know, I know. so right. so that's in crazy. the name of I'm joe burrow that. uh that's i'm t- and will wade uh, i'm taking lsu i think it now is their time they're coming back they they do have talent i could see them rebounding this year and 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 ended up being a tournament team, which uh, I'm sure the NCAA would love. <laughs> so, all right, that's, uh, that's all we got. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Um, you're staying in Lincoln for Christmas, Timmy? Staying in Lincoln. Pop's coming down? No, they're, my, uh, I'm, uh, my in-laws are coming down, I believe, and uh, uh, I, I don't ask my, many questions. I, in fact, it just occurred to me I need to do my Christmas shopping, so we got to wrap this up. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We got to wrap this up. I should probably go do the same. I've got a chat coming up. So appreciate you joining us. Um, Happy holidays to everyone. Um, Stay efficient, America. Sorry for putting up with CJ. I'm glad Coach Miles has got this rolling. Until next time, it's Miles More Madness. Madness.